of Invisible Disco Productions podcast, Writer's Block Party. We are hoping to share the work of emerging artists and break down the all-too-often mysticized process of creating and developing art. I am Lauren Montez. And I'm Thea Thronson. And today we have the wonderful Lauren, Lauren Hardman. Hardman. Two Laurens with us today. <laughs> Lauren Hardman is a writer, actor, and director based in New York City. She's a graduate of NYU's Tisch School of the Arts with a dual BFA in theater and dramatic writing with a concentration in writing for television. Lauren told a cab driver this once, and he yelled at her. In the before times, she wrote and performed live with Only Sketches About, a sketch comedy group putting on bi-monthly themed shows at the People's Improv Theater. Since quarantine, she's worked with Only Sketches About to launch an audio sketch comedy podcast, available on Spotify, Apple, and wherever else you listen. An alum of NYU's Experimental Theater Wing, recent acting credits include Tennessee Williams' Camino Real, Charles Ludlum's Les Bourgeois Avant-Garde, and an original play, Misinformation, which she also directed. Lauren is an absolute control freak who went to an all-girls Catholic school for 12 years, so obviously she does improv comedy and writes women-driven dramedies. Lauren, hello! Hi, Lauren! How are you? Absolutely tickled to be here. Oh, we're so excited to have you. Thank you so much for coming. Why, thank you. Coming to your room to record. Coming to, to the, <laughs> my room in our apartment to record. Hey. Our apartment. I'm not there. Hey. That look. was me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. God. I feel bad. Anyway. Um, what'd you bring us today? It's a scene, is it not? It is a scene. It's an excerpt from a, a full-length play I hope to write entitled Ooh. Inside Voices. You know, we're, you know, in a couple of months, hopefully it's just a couple of months and not a couple mm-hmm. of years. I'm sure yes. there's going to be a lot of uh, COVID quarantine plays, but uh, this specifically for context, uh, I hope to do a play with multiple scenes and in each act uh, have it be the same pair of people again um, who are in the same apartment building. So it's different units in the same apartment building of That's people insane. experiencing COVID. I literally COVID. had the exact thought the other day. But wasn't yours pets? Lauren Montez? Mine did involve pets. But that's <laughs> oh, not there's even, no animals. No animals in this. Even, that's insane that I also had that thought. Okay. Sorry. All um, good. Nothing right to mind. apologize for. Um, so Thea will be reading for Emma and Lauren will be reading for Frankie and they are sisters and all will read the stage. Interior, Emma and Frankie's apartment. Night. Darkness. The king-sized bed from the previous scene is split to form two twin beds on opposite sides of the room. The digital clock reads 1.02 a.m. Emma sits up in her bed, her face illuminated by the glow of her phone. She whispers to herself, My shirt is red, my blanket is blue, my wall is white. My shirt is red, the blanket is blue, the wall is white. The shirt is blue, crap. My shirt is red, the blanket is blue, blanket blue, the wall is white. Frankie, wearing a mask, enters, opening the door as carefully and quietly as possible, which isn't saying much because she's drunk. Much like an archetypal parent waiting for a wanton teenager, Emma flips on the light instantly. Full stage lights. Where have you been? Frankie starts, then hangs her mask up on the back of the door. Drinks went a little longer than I expected. Emma does a very bad job of being nonchalant. You said you were meeting Caroline for dinner. Yeah, and then we got drinks afterwards. So you went to multiple places? Who did you go with? What's with the Inquisition, Em? It's not an Inquisition. I'm just asking you questions. That's what Inquisition means. Okay, no need to be dramatic. 
you're not going to volunteer the information, I'm going to ask because we're still in a pandemic and I need to communicate unless you forgot. Jesus Christ, Emma, lighten up. Put our masks on the whole time. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know they made masks you could drink through. Yesterday, you said you were fine if I went out to eat outdoors with Caroline. It's not my fault. You changed. You said you'd be back at 10. And then I texted you that I'd be a little late. Frankie, it's one in the morning. Emma walks over and gives her sister a good sniff. And you smell like margaritas. We went to a Mexican place. We don't live near a Mexican place. Caroline does. You you took the subway? Oh, Jesus, Frankie, you're killing me here. You didn't say we weren't taking the subway. I thought it was implied. I told you I was meeting Caroline. You said you were okay with it. Well, I'm trying to be. Emma scratches ever so slightly behind her ear before tucking her hair behind it. You should probably wash your hands before you touch anything else. What? Speak up. I said you should wash your hands before you touch anything else. Frankie slams down her purse. You got it. Frankie goes over to the sink, runs the water, and begins to wash her hands. You want to come investigate my technique? Make sure I'm scrubbing each finger correctly? Make sure it's up to par? I don't know why you're getting mad at me. You know, um, just because you're freaking nervous, Nelly, doesn't mean everybody else has to be. I didn't say that. And just because people don't share your neuroses doesn't mean they're stupid. I didn't call you stupid. Frankie finishes washing her hands and shakes them dry, flicking bits of water onto Emma. There. Good as new. Frankie marches over to her bed and kicks off her shoes. One of them flies way too far. She's bordering on belligerent. Do you want a glass of water? Don't patronize me. Frankie gets into her bed with her clothes still on. Frankie. What, Emma? I... Emma stops and goes back to sit on her bed. She thinks for a moment, then gets back up and walks over to the sink. Actually, I will take that glass of water. Emma stops, then quietly opens the cabinet and gets two glasses. Emma? Did you hear me? I got it, Frankie. Emma fills up the glasses with cold water, then places them on the counter. Emma turns on the hot water, then coats her hands in soap. She counts to herself as she methodically washes each section of her hands. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, Did you say something? Emma jumps, interrupted. She has to start over. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 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 Emma exhales as she finishes and dries her hands. They are red. She brings the glasses of water over, one to Frankie's nightstand, then one to her own. Uh-huh. Thanks. Welcome. Can you turn off the light? Emma crosses back over to her bed, then turns out the light. As Emma lays in her bed, she stirs. A lot. My shirt is red. My blanket is blue. The wall is white. My shirt is red. Em? Yeah, Frankie? I'm sorry. I should have told you where I was going. It's fine. No, I was being... I'll be better at communicating. It was just me and Caroline, though. Honest. I said it was fine, Frankie. Okay. Good night, and then... Red shirt, blue blanket, white walls. Red shirt, blue blanket, white walls.
Did you say something? Them? We okay? You asleep? shirt, blue blanket, white walls. Red shirt, blue blanket, white walls. Red shirt, blue blanket, white walls. The, the end! end. <laughs> <laughs> that was delicious. Thank you. How did you come up? I mean, like, obviously that's a bit, um, coved. Coved, yes. But, it's the uh, coved aesthetic. But is there, like, a specific sort of uh, interaction or inspiration or something like that? I think it's largely an amalgamation of, like, lots of little specific details that have, like, really struck me about this time. Uh, Personally, my own anxiety has been through the roof. Um, And uh, I'm also noticing that while this is, like, a very universal experience that a lot of people are going through, I also... Maybe this is a bit trite, <laughs> but I had the thought the other day, a shower thought, that quarantines are like snowflakes. Everyone is different. That's amazing. Classic. Um, and so, I mean, this, this I imagine this scene to take place sometime in like June when outdoor dining was first opened. And sure. I remember, like, I know a lot of people were really, really excited and were like, yeah, we're going out to restaurants. And I was like, I'm not gonna, not gonna do that right now. I don't feel comfortable with that. But then it's like, but the law says it's okay. So let's do it. Mm, but so yeah. it was very, you know, there, I feel like even small, um, social interactions these days carry like a lot of responsibility uh and uh, lots of people who and myself included i'm like i don't i'm not ready for for this amount of responsibility every time i want to like go outside so it's yeah there's something really i mean it's funny because it it is always relevant there's something really interesting about the sort of like witch hunt Mm -hmm. sort of like that like um very sort of investigative like constant suspicion of people that you trust completely exactly mm-hmm. and then that feeling of like anger and guilt at even being like i'm not dumb right but also like i don't know it's just a very interesting um sort of new social navigation that happens you know right yeah. it's also smart that it's siblings um, because it, it, like, the classic, like, older sibling, younger sibling trope is so exacerbated by this, like, uh, situation. Um, and it's like, I just, I just want you to be safe, but also we live together and I want me to be safe. And then it's like, like, that. Also the fact of, like, one person, um, maybe having, like, some, like, intense anxiety outside of, mm-hmm. um, outside of these circumstances. So then you're like, oh, but, like maybe one person is overreacting but maybe they're mm-hmm. right to like exactly. you know, that sort of yeah. sticky no, circumstance exactly and I also feel like you know it, it, my initial gut I mean I probably relate a little bit more to Emma in this particular scene just in terms of like uh, uh, you know better to just not do it at all but there's also like this real need to like have human interaction and maybe it can be done safely and so like where do we draw the line and what is what is appropriately overreacting and what is like okay something else is going on and right yeah 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 100% questions um, what was the what was the sort of process of writing this and then like 
is it similar to your process of writing in general or like you know what I'm saying I think I, I phrased that terribly I apologize <laughs> it's, it's like, quite a lot no it's fine um I think this process has been a little bit different because because I'm imagining it as a sort of anthology style play I've been able to like write a scene kind of imagine the arc for that pair of characters I imagine it there being like three beats so to speak so they'll have a scene in act one a scene in act two a scene in act three but and, and how so, many pairings are there I am imagining four pairings and then one person who is by themselves cool yeah oh that's sad sorry because <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I, I realized I bur- kind of buried myself into this little place I was like oh gosh if I have a play that's a- in- in- completely an anthology of people who like don't interact with each other who's the protagonist <laughs> so I was mm. like oh I think I'm gonna have one person who is in it three times and then have maybe have them have a bookend scene at the end so they'll be the first person nice. yeah I've been cool. yeah I usually don't hold myself to a structure I usually like cheat all the time like especially in tv writing it's not so much the case anymore um but like especially when most most shows were network shows there's like a very strict like time limit and page limit but then I, every time i'd like write something i'd be like oh well i guess this is for streaming because this is like 45 pages <laughs> when it should be like 34 or something um but with this i think i'm gonna hold myself to like a really strict structure so um in terms of like the layout of all the scenes uh to to starkly contrast this time in which there is no structure <laughs> right right yeah. interesting so um how how is that i cut you off as you were explaining how is how is what you've done or what you've started to do with this piece different from other pieces you've written in the past i would say uh, oh sorry no nope. <laughs> i would say that probably the difference is that i while it is more, I'm really holding myself to that structure from the from the outset, is that's probably one major difference, and also that I'm not just sort of sitting down and like writing it all out at once, and I don't, I have sort of an outline in terms of the general what, but mm. I'm still like nailing down even who I want the couples, quote unquote couples to be, not necessarily sure. romantic, but yeah. Right. Siblings, romance, alone. That's so interesting. I didn't know, I knew about the other, um, couples I didn't I didn't know there was going to be an, an alone person that's that's an interesting addition to the world yeah for sure thank you cool <laughs> cool 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 Lauren do you have any sisters I have an older sister yeah do you yes. really do I do yeah she, this... uh we don't live together so no I don't relate to this <laughs> particular dynamic also my sister I imagine these two to be a year and a half or so apart. Uh, my sure. sister is 13 years older than me, so uh, a little different. A little different, but almost like a for a while. It's really actually quite nice to live clo- so close to her now, because then by the time she was 18, she was already in college, and I was five. So, right. <laughs> oh my god, if she listens to this, she's gonna be like, "You make me sound so old." But, <laughs> um, Carrie, we love you. We love you, Carrie. Um, but then I now I live in Queens, off the seven, and she also lives in Queens, and so. Now Everyone, say your address right now. <laughs> say your address. Okay, ready? <laughs> but Lauren, you're also at Lauren Hardman. You're also an older sibling. I am also a an similar older age gap. Yes, like, I have a actually do it. Oh, oh. Right? Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> Sorry to rock your world. I didn't think of that. Yeah, I actually, <laughs> I am less than two years older than my brother, so that's funny. Wow. 
yeah, didn't even think hmm, interesting. Oh, interesting how I <laughs> inadvertently how art wrote, imitates wrote, life. Wow. Hmm. You know, write what you know, I guess. I mean, it's just so, um, I don't know. Both of my younger brothers are, are more than a year and a half younger than me, but it feels so, uh, it feels so correct. <laughs> the sibling dynamic. So right. And it's, it's when I watch siblings interact on television, I'm like, does the person yeah, there's who wrote all, this, do you ever notice there was like, hello, brother, Literally, like, hey, sis, hey, what's up with you? It's yeah. Like, uh, we call each like, other, my like, brothers and I speak yeah. in a different language. <laughs> exactly. Or, like, we call each other, like, bro and sis, like, ironically. Like, it'll be exactly. like, hey, sis, how's it going? Right. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, sissy. I don't think I actually even say any names. I'm just like, hey, what's up? Hey. Right. And then <laughs> throw a shoe at them when they don't respond. Yeah. Oh, Yes. I also, that was actually one thing I noticed that I, like, loved, is, like, I feel like with siblings, this is often, like, sort of hard to capture because it's kind of unexplainable, but, like, with siblings, you can move from thing to thing, and you don't need to, like, explain yourself. Right. You know what I mean? And I loved in this, just the, like, okay, we're done fighting, we're moving on, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's so often... In plays or movies, often they over-dramatize and like, I am so sorry, I never meant to make you uncomfortable. Please never, ever, ever leave right. me. You're right. all I have. And you're like, no, nah, like, she said sorry, moved on, you know? Yeah, right. I think like, the you... stakes are either higher or lower, depending. I mean, because it's exactly. your family, so I feel like the way that you fight with, with, like, a sibling is so much different than how you'd fight with, like, let's say a roommate or even a romantic partner. Yeah. Right, right. Because there's a, there's a history that you that with siblings that you like for for a long time you won't have with another person you know what i mean like oh my god that, facts. that's years and years exactly um very cool so this in its full form is this a staged production or a zoom production what's your what's your deepest i almost said regret not what i meant <laughs> what the fuck deepest desire deepest regret my deepest desire is that this is a this is a full length stage play, when cool. people are in a theater again, and we could be like, right. Haha, remember when remember we had to be inside for a really long time? Yeah. That was cool. forever ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. God. So can we just uh, fast forward to that? Don't have a super strict deadline with this too, which has allowed sure. me a bit more freedom as I write this Hell highly yeah. structured piece. Right, because yeah, you uh, as we learned from your bio, you majored in. Dramatic writing. Dramatic writing. Mm. Uh, and the uh, deadlines, I assume, were, were hard and fast. Y- yes, yeah. That was, like, kind of the... That's sort of one of the major... It's like, well, this is this is a creative curriculum, and you're encouraged to take risks, so, like, the the one thing that you must do is turn things in on time. Uh, right, right. But it's, it's also, you know, motivational... As well, and then it teaches sure. it teaches you to like not wait until the night before to start, <laughs> Cause, right? Because you can tell. Right. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you get. I sometimes get like you know the that that great crazy idea at right. one a.m. Not recommending like grind culture necessarily, but just you know if you're in the no. creative flow and you want to think if you're not working, All you're a piece of poop. That's our <laughs> thought. That's how thoughts, we feel. Disco. Disco. That's our motto. Actually, yeah. if you're not working, yes, that's you're a piece our of mission. poop statement yep. yeah mm. go to our website at invisibledescoproductions.com right <laughs> <laughs> literally um my voice sounds so much more serious today anyway because um, i'm losing it because i'm losing it anyway um so 
not to jump the gun here, but I'm interested to know with when you have like deadlines that way, mm-hmm. how do you combat writer's block? Oh, what an excellent question. Um, on writer's block. Writer's party. block party. Yeah. I know that was an unexpected question of me to ask. Um, <laughs> But that's yes. where my heart's at. I just wanted to convey. I wanted to convey my appreciation for such a totally appropriate question. Um, no, I, I think in general, I don't know if I, in terms of deadline meeting, that's it's tough. I mean, I usually try to hold myself to the day before, which is not. I mean, I guess it's not super helpful in terms of like functionality in term in terms of like making it through the writer's block. Um, something I really like to do, which. And speaking to this idea sort of mimics like the larger sense that I hope to cultivate, but I'll like come up with titles for things. Mm. I'm like, huh, what would a good title be? Or I'll like, I like think of like a pun or something. And even if it's terrible, I have this gigantic um, notes document in my phone slash computer called More Terrible Ideas. And it's mostly just like titles that I'll come up with randomly. And then that'll sometimes spark something. Or I will just do what I like to call a garbage dump in my notebook and just Classic. just stream of consciousness journal, journal it all out and then look at it the next day and be like, huh, maybe that's something to cool. I, I've got, I've like got a Rolodex of like tactics yeah. because keep, sometimes keep like not Rolodex. Rolodex. I guess, I guess it's not addresses, but not Rolodex, a file cabinet. Not a f- I, now I feel like I'm bragging. I don't mean to brag, just rather. <laughs> I have a library full of books, full I have, of techniques. I have lots of idea. It, there's a reason that this is called, my, my notes document is called More Terrible Ideas because you shouldn't <laughs> try five out of six of them. They're bad. They're bad ideas. Don't That's do that. That's what you them. need, though. That's being an artist, baby. Is that right? Six of them are bad. Yeah. I like I'll to have a... Until it's good. A low stakes project to, like, work on to yeah. like get me in the zone for the one that's like well back in the that day is. was the assignment or like is right. the fellowship application so I'll like right. I'll be like I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna write a, a really super bad poem but I just feel like writing a poem so I'm gonna write it and no one's ever gonna see it and then yeah get the juices Brilliant. flowing mm. yeah <laughs> you said you journal mm-hmm. do you often write your pieces like do you Handwritten versus type. Mm, good question. I sometimes handwrite scenes or like dialogue in a very chicken scratchy style. Um, yeah, but that means it's real. If thank it's you. Pretty, it's not real. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. The reality is raw. By the Ann Taylor it's everything right. about me, but I'm super gritty. <laughs> <laughs> I and say that's like my... what we're putting on Instagram. Super gritty. <laughs> True grit featuring Lauren Hardman. True grit featuring featuring Ann Taylor Lockton. <laughs> featuring Lauren Hardman sponsored by <laughs> and I'll like sometimes I'll write questions to myself and I'll be like what are you hoping to say with this and then I'm like are you being self-indulgent or do people actually need to hear this and then I'll like answer my own questions You're like, I love actually, that self I'm very important yeah thank you for asking thank you for asking <laughs> um do you have um do you always write plays and journals and poems or does there like a do you just sort of like whatever and then how do you know if you have an idea in more terrible ideas for example do you always have a specific form for it or is it more like whatever no i have i have no no i i, I have no loyalty 
have no no commitment to any form. I actually know. I like to write sketch comedy a lot too. So it's Mm -hmm. been I've been doing that for the past year, (laughs) Um, like with with extreme regularity. And so it's almost a bit of a challenge to now go back to like the long form style because mm-hmm. like a sketch is usually like five yes. page, less than five pages um yeah. but that's its own challenge because it's like how funny can you be in less than four minutes go <laughs> and yeah. often it's like the same joke so it's like make one joke funny three times yeah. and be done mm-hmm. heightening mm-hmm. wink escalation escalation rule of three anyway what's the game of this scene anyway Get out of here. um what who's your who's your inspirations with so much because you got so many you got so many forms going on do you have different inspirations yeah for each one or is it like a couple people and you're just living life i think i sense yeah i think i like i don't think i'm okay (laughs) i don't know i feel like everything i'm saying today i'm like saying in a you know the iceberg thing where it's like the there's t- the tip of the iceberg so much and the bottom. I think I'm below. saying like all the bottom part of the iceberg, but oh. missing the top completely. So everyone's just like, "Is that an iceberg or what? Like, <laughs> what's that, happening? What's going on here?" Anyway, no, um, yeah, you're making sense. You're okay. killing it. Cool. I got you. Thanks. Don't second guess Stop. yourself. This is a hype up other Lauren <laughs> podcast. We can have listen to my episode if you want to hear everyone hype me up. Later. Wait, am I other? I, yeah. Um, when Lauren Mott says other Lauren, Lauren she means you. Right. Oh, sorry, I, I just meant other Lauren because I didn't want to talk about myself. No, that's fine. I like that. We're 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 killing it. Um, we're both we're other. clicking. We're so making the, it happen. The, the question <laughs> was was it writers slash artists who inspire me? Cool. Yeah. Um, I guess most of them do tend to be of of the of the written medium, uh, t- or or a combo of both. Uh, my ride or die since since I was the ripe old age of eleven years old has been Tina Fey, Miss yes. Elizabeth Stammer Tina Fey. Um, I wrote my college essay about her. That's brilliant. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, because when I was eleven years old, I came down uh, when she was being Sarah Palin on Saturday Night Live, and I was getting a glass of water because I could see the TV. And I was like, "Wow, Sarah Palin's really funny." And my mom's like, "Why are you awake?" And then she's like, "Also, no, no, this is Tina Fey." And I was like, that, "This is acting. People write acting? this stuff." Oh my Wait god! A minute. Mind's blown. Um, Any moment. And then Do I you guess... remember that time that some news source accidentally put a picture of Sarah Palin instead of Tina Fey? Yes! I think about that no. all the time. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dang. No, I said it's of you Sarah Palin instead of Tina Fey. Vice versa. versa. Vice versa. Other I was going to say, am I an idiot? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I also really, really love Mindy Kaling. Um, <sighs> her books, her TV show... Her, her body of work, her acting, her writing. Her her, Never Have I Ever is getting a second season. I'm oh, thinking. gosh. That's fantastic to hear. Just brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, Dan Levy. Oh, Shit's Creek. Oh, yeah. So Shits good. Creek oh. is a joy. Everyone go listen to Shit's Watch Shit's Creek. Go listen. Sorry. But you can also listen. Mom, listen. I know you love it. Oh, and Carol Churchill. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. Get off the... Top bl- Girls? Top Girls. Top Girls. Love and mm. Information, anybody? Yeah. Mind, I haven't read it. Mind-blowing script. It's Everyone. one of her more recent ones. Far Away. Like 2012. Oh, That's insane. Far Away. Yeah. 
Mm. Delicious. That's that's a wonderful group of ladies right there. Yeah, it is. And and Jen Lundy. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I think you asked this in a string of questions, Lauren Montez. Oh, sorry. But I'm interested to know the answer. When you write these titles, these terrible Mm -hmm. ideas, what what was it called? More terrible ideas. ideas. More terrible ideas. Uh, If you go back... (laughs) If you go back and look at them, and then you were to, to like, just grab one and, and write it, do you default to a certain medium or style? I think most things for me sort of start as something in my journal, just to, like, even work it out. Like, what would this work best as? I mean, it's really, I can't give a standard answer, because it's different every time. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, that's an answer. Yeah, it's different every time. That's my answer. Cool. <laughs> um... But yeah, I usually work it out, work it out on the page first, because that's also how I'm never able to memorize, like remember stuff if it's on my screen. Like if I were to ever, like anytime I learned lines for anything, uh, I always had to print it out. Like I can't. Absolutely same. I can't memorize things off of a computer. Um, I can type. I skip words (laughs) when I read on a computer. (laughs) Did you just say I can type? Yes, I can type. I'm an aspiring television writer, and let me tell you, I know how to type. (laughs) Know that you know how to type. I mean, like, I don't feel like I'm I'm missing anything when I when I get to the stage where I'm ready ready to. Got it. Got it. Got it. Tap it out. But there is an interesting phenomenon to be said about, like, my dad, for example, whenever he's reading, like, if I'll I'll send him like a something to to read over and look over, and edit. Um, mm-hmm. And he'll be like, I can't do it on the computer because my mind, like, skips words. And yeah. now that I am doing it more regularly, I'm like, ah, oh, there might be something to that. Mm. I feel that, well, and also because sometimes you're thinking, and when you have to write it out, there's sort of this dual thing. I'm going to speak for myself, but feel free to tell me if I'm speaking Specific for Specific becomes universal. Thank you. Um, there's this thing that happens in my brain where one half of my brain is thinking the thoughts, but, and the other half is forming the words Going at the as speed I write of... them down. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, a certain... Even if I'm thinking way ahead, I still have to, like, have enough brain power to, like, form letters. Yes. Whereas when you're typing, you don't have... You're, like... It's the illusion that you're mm-hmm. writing things down at the, speed, at of the thought, speed of thought, but you're, but you're not. not. Yeah. I think about this every time I see a play or a piece of television or a piece of film in which a character is, like, narrating a letter as they type as they slash write, write it. it. I guess uh, writing. They're like, dear so-and-so, and, uh, you know, I went to camp so-and-so. today, I and it was great. The day, and you're like, you would still be on so-and-so. Like, Literally, you... like, do you, how fast do you write? I always loved it when Harry Potter would do that, because it'd be, like, the additional step of dipping the quill in the ink. I'd be like, how... Is this possible? Well, that's magic, so that's their explanation. <sighs> Look. <laughs> or it's because they're British. That's probably... That's, that's probably what it, what it is. That's what it is. We can't compete. <laughs> we can't compete. I just want to be fancy. That's Our British all. audience, because we're international, to the shout British out audience. to you. Thank you so much for... Thank you for everything you, you do. For everything you do. <laughs> yes. Except J.K. Rowling. We, we oh. denounce you. We denounce you yeah. That's our official statement on that. Okay, Yikes. and... What, um... What... Okay, we talked about artist inspirations, but just in those things, we also heard a couple, um... I don't know if this is a real question that we have, but I'm just curious. We also talked about, like, inspirations as in, like, what you, um... 
are watching or what you enjoy like mm. consuming consuming as an as a audience member yes um, as a are there i noticed a lot of like tv sitcoms are there other um are there any in particular that you're a fan of um yeah yeah well Shit's creek like i said so, oh god now it's over oh god did you watch um, the netflix like making of thing uh, yes immediately did you cry? <laughs> I like sobbed. Sobbed when he reads the letter yes, from the group I know. of moms. I literally, uh, and everyone's sobbing. And everyone's and like holding like, his I'm hand. I'm like, yeah. you're an excellent creator with even more yeah, excellent eyebrows. And I just. <sighs> anyway. Um, in addition, and more on not necessarily the sitcom side, but um, I May Destroy You, Michaela Cole's show on HBO. Okay. Mm. I started that show and it's like I don't know why but like I was loving it but also it's really hard to watch for some yeah. reason. Not well, even in like a dramatic intense way. There's just something about it that is so unnerving. Yeah. Maybe that's just me though. No, I don't think so. I mean, that part of that is baked in. But part of that's baked in with the subject matter, but I right. also feel like even um with her previous show, Chewing Gum, she's, like, not really, which is definitely, like, a comedy. Right. <laughs> um, she's really not afraid to, like, live in those, like, uncomfortable moments or, like, yeah. this very, like, disconcerting feel, which I admire because I'm always like, oh, I'm afraid to make my audience feel uncomfortable. I want them to Take be happy. Take care of your audience. But you can, What's your favorite like, sketch that you've ever come up with? Oh, man. That's a really good question. <laughs> I'm gonna. I know what it is, but I'm afraid to say it for fear. For, say it. No, uh, say it. It's called the campsite crapper. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> it's uh, it's about a young boy who is, uh, bullied at camp, and it turns out that he, pooped in everyone's tent. <laughs> so it's that's This is gonna air in November, right? I don't want yes. to. Uh, oh no! It's a spoiler. Oh, it's a spoiler! It's a spoiler for only sketches about. But no, no, it's okay. no, no, no. We're no. not trying to undercut. It's fine. Only sketches about. Let's collab. Only sketches. We'll about. collab on this one. No. Yeah, I I was told. I heard somewhere, uh, that um, yeah, women shouldn't do toilet humor. And uh, that might be true, but uh, or okay, just people in general. People in general, I guess. I don't know. My sketch group did one. My sketch group, haha. Um, sorry. Uh, did a sketch that was the song Maybe This Time from Cabaret, but it was Maybe This Time I'll Poop. Great. Aww. So I think, if anything, women need to do more toilet humor. Yeah. Poop mm. jokes are always funny. Because women yeah. are funny. Women are f- No. Wait. They're not. Men I have. Are the only ones that can be funny. <laughs> In my that's like, another thing we firmly believe. That's here our, at that's our official stance on that. That's our official stance. We're just stance. getting all the PSAs out of the way today. <laughs> we're just letting it, guys. PR is gonna have no jobs at the end of this. <laughs> Everyone, announcement. Um, it's probably a tie between that and then one where um, the brother of the Charlie bit my finger kid like becomes like yeah. a like a washed up child star. That's but hilarious. they're doing great now. Not again to to those very actual real people they're doing great it's purely purely fictional but. and then they reunite on oprah like anyway that's amazing <laughs> yeah thank you wow oh, i just come here to tell you my ideas and then you guys gas yeah no, we're gonna steal well they're them. good ideas yes ah! that's our secret i'll have that's to change secret. my notes title i guess <laughs> 
instead of yeah, more terrible will, ideas. Because these are not terrible ideas. These are excellent ideas. These ideas are gold. Yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. Wow. Mm. When you write, um, like when you set out to write sketch, I know nothing about this art form, so sorry. Um, I know is a it, lot about this art form. I know. That's so why I said sorry. Wow, Lauren, <laughs> we should be on an improv team together, maybe. That would oh. be. We were. Yeah. We were. <laughs> <laughs> listeners they listeners, were listeners we were that's an easter that egg can, for all of you regulars everyone that was listening you should know lauren was making a very jokey face she was attempting banter and i shot her down a opposite to watch of the, the improv yes and sense. i was doing a solid no Period. anyway I'm so sorry yeah anyway um today yeah writing sketch Anyway, my question was... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I was just going to ask when you set out to write sketch mm-hmm. versus when you set out to write um, a play scene for mm-hmm. this play, for example, what, how, does that, how does the process differ or, or remain the same? Um, I would say it's... Hmm. It's, it's different in terms of the process for me because... I mean, also in general, like, especially when you're working on a sketch team, the first phase is like a pitch. And so you just Mm. have the, you start with like the premise of the sketch and what is the funny thing. And like, it's like one or two sentences and depending on, you know, how your team works, um, (laughs) wherever you are out there listening to people who write sketch, um, you then pitch your ideas to the group and then they, then they're like, oh, that one sounds funny. And that one sounds funny. You should write those two. And then I go out and try to write them in four pages ish um or less depending on the format uh and with a scene or a play I mean that's just like a it's like a plot that I'm thinking of and it can evolve it's much more it can be much more time consuming I mean just in terms of the form Mm. so a bit longer a little longer to marinate right for sure Um, and then yeah, uh, just in terms of this this script to bring it back uh, to Inside Voices, which is a great title. By the Thank way. you. Um, is in in your head, do the characters like know each other because they live in the same building, but they're in their apartments? Right. Did they did they interact before? Will they interact at all? In this, it's okay if you don't know the answers. I'm just curious because of like A plots and B plots. Yeah, I imagined that um, two two of the pairings are uh, do know each other well if if potentially related to one mm, another sure. in a family's sense, um, and then I imagine that there will be you know bangings on the ceiling and whatnot mm-hmm. or um, some sure. you know offstage interactions right. as well, Shatter. so that it's a reminder that like. Oh, like we're all alone and in this together, and right. we're either like we're helping so physically th- close together. Yeah, but I imagine some helping one another out. Like maybe, like I do imagine there's like a point where two characters decide there's gonna be an older couple, and like the other two characters are gonna offer to buy groceries for them, sort of, sort of thing. Nice. But then also right. like maybe a couple of people are gonna have a party. Mm. And it's some gonna drama. be really loud, and it's a pandemic, and it's gonna and that's, be three a.m. and you're it's gonna be on the ceiling. What? Thea has thoughts. Thea. And Thea has no. thoughts. We, would, we wouldn't know that. Yeah, our imitates like that. Because that's not our experience. To the neighbors above Thea and Lauren, who definitely listen to the podcast, <laughs> we're in a pandemic. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Please, we're in a pandemic. Please. Please. 
We're begging you. We're begging you, but we don't have the guts to to knock on your door and ask you in person. (laughs) We're just gonna. We created this entire podcast. (laughs) We created this entire podcast, but we can't knock on your door and be like, be like, hey, could you be a little quieter? We're like, oh, it's a pandemic. I don't want to. I don't want to like have a face to face interaction. You know, I don't want right. to risk the exposure. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm not going to go knock that's on the door. That's what it is. Wink, wink. It's not because I'm seven. chicken. I literally right. don't know how I went from being an RA to like not being able to knock on my own neighbor's door. Well, being an RA is very different. If you were RAing families, that would be very nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah, RAing like people who are older, like lot, well, well advanced, well established human beings. Yeah. Well. What what are what what are you working on right now that you would yes. like to plug? Anything at all? Lauren? Any plugs, sorry? Hardman. Um, I would just encourage folks to ch- take a look at the Only Sketches About podcast, which is on Spotify, Apple, and wherever else you listen. Um, all right, podcast voice. I yeah. See. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. <laughs> Friend of the pod. Oh, I didn't mean to uh, or cast. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's pod. <laughs> it's pod. Okay, pod. we settled. We settled. Yeah. Um, but we've ha- we have an upcoming season uh, as well, but we also have uh, lots of episodes that are also readily available for your uh, listening pleasure. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Thank Good you, stuff. Lauren. I love you very much, and I will talk to you. I love you, too. I love you guys, too. Thank you so much, Lauren, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you so much for having me. Follow us on Instagram at Invisible Disco Productions, and have a great week, everybody. We'll see you later. Bye! Bye. Writer's Block Party was created by Invisible Disco Productions. It's produced by Amelia Annan, Denise Blatt, Lauren Montes, Thea Thronson, Colleen Annan, Jess Thronson, and Jim Keen. And is edited by Noah Friend. If you enjoyed this, check us out at IDP Presents WBP on Twitter and at Invisible Disco Productions on Instagram and Patreon. Thanks and have a great week.